Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. But this week, I have a bit of a different offering. I did an Instagram live speaking with Matt from Club M4. So he's on the management team. He's a partial owner of the Swingers Club located right here in the Toronto area. Um, So we did this IG live. I was going to see if it was possible for me to um, extract the audio and use it. And it actually turned out half decent. But I do want to let you know, the reason that it's kind of a shorter one is because we were having some technical difficulties for the first like 10 minutes or so. So I just chose to not include them. So you will hear us picking right back up and we get into some really fantastic conversation. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you next week with another uh, regular episode where I'm speaking to someone virtually... Here on the Bedpost Podcast, talking about sex and sexuality. Enjoy! Hi, lovelies. So, we've been having some tech issues with this Instagram Live, but it's all right. We are going to keep plugging on through. I have been chatting with the lovely, the fantastic Matt from Club M4. And we have been talking about uh, everything that you can do at Club M4, uh, what this space looks like. We are getting a bit of a virtual tour of the lovely Swingers Club here in Mississauga, right near to Toronto. And we were, oh, going to rejoin with Matt. That's what we were going to do. So let's see what happens if we welcome Matt back to the conversation here. We're going to have to blame Rogers for this one because the entire internet, the club has now failed. So I've decided I'm like, oh, my phone has, you know, so I just took off my Wi-Fi and this is how we're now talking. (laughs) Maybe that will be a lot better because actually I think this might be the best connection I've had with you yet. It it (laughs) has been. And I didn't realize I'm like, of course. So thank you, Rogers, for uh, destroying my live feed. Um, (laughs) And I could probably walk around now because now I took off the Wi-Fi, so I'm now connected to my phone. Lovely. Yes. Let's try. Let's give oh it my a God. try. <laughs> I'm Everyone so that's sorry. just joining us right now, no worries. Everyone that's just joining us right now, we are resuming our conversation with Matt from Club M4. And we are currently so right. getting a virtual tour of the lovely right. Swingers Club that is located right here in the Toronto area. People in the chat are um, slamming Rogers. <laughs> they say <laughs> Rogers is having a ton of issues everywhere right now. I was having problems too. 
so that's probably what it was either yeah so there's some of the beds in the private rooms that we have and as you're talking about our group play area yep so you are and then, you, you know we've got saying the capacity the capacity is like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of yeah people. 608 people that is quite the orgy you know what it is quite the orgy but even at you know half of that if you put 300 people in this space it is yeah. very busy, but it's not overwhelming. And it's just, you need that kind of space, especially since you lose a lot of space for things like, you know, our wonderful, our St. Andrew's Cross, which is right here. Lovely, lovely. Yes, if you're doing impact, you need a swinging area, you know, especially Ex if you're using kind of a longer flogger or like any kind of whip, then you're going to need a, a little bit of room behind you. Exactly. You need, and you need space just to do the things that you do because you take up a lot more space than just standing around when you're lying down on any surface, even a seat or a bed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Ooh. So somebody asked, have you packed the place yet? Oh, yes. What was opening night like? So when was opening night for this location? Because you used to be at another location, right, Matt? And then you we moved did. here. Correct. But when did you move to this one? So we moved... Uh, June, I believe June 14th, 2019. June That's 14th. Really? Yeah. Well, well, happy birthday. What a like we should all take note, put it in our calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Make note, people. Save the date. <laughs> so we opened, we were at the other location for 11 years. Um, and then we we needed obviously more space and we wanted to make it better and i knew there's some concern that the old space was a little bit more like it had a capacity of only 300 people and it was you know the lower ceilings and more dungeon like dungeon like and so we did have some great fans but we we needed to grow with the times which was we need to be able to afford like just for the dungeon it, our dungeon the one thing we've kept about the same was like our play areas are about the same our front areas about the same but we've doubled the size of the dungeon and we've doubled the size of our locker room. So that we're, and, and we I think for the dungeon, it's very necessary to put focus there. You know, it's a very important room for me it personally. Is. Anyway. <laughs> I, you know what though you have to, and it's oddly, not oddly enough, but the thing is because it's such a versatile space, it can be used for much more than just what people think of us as a swingers club or as a sex club, because you can come here and just use the equipment and people will not bother you. That is completely acceptable to come just use the equipment. And we've just, people haven't seen this yet, but we just added a bunch of seats. All of these are brand new. Huh? Lovely. So we did that while, while we're in COVID restrictions. I'm adding, I'm adding seating everywhere because the big thing with COVID is everybody has to be seated. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm adding seating everywhere so that once we do reopen, we can maintain some sort of normalcy. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We do have a question here. Someone was asking if you should bring your own toys. Yes, Sub Robert asks, are there toys there as well or is it bring your own? You should bring your own toys because of the sensitive natures of toys. Uh, we do like things like cuffs that are made of leather, then we can clean them. Um, so this, yep. usually the, the, the cross, we used to have a, a standard pair of cuffs that I've had to chain down to the cross because people would leave with them. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but Sneaky. we do we do use leather so that they can be used, but for your toys, things like that, because it, like if you're doing impact play or any kind of play, we suggest that you bring your own it, make sure that you have toys that you know, 
Um, and we do do like we've done marketplace here, so people come and buy toys and explore. We do have a lot of like there's a love shop down the street that you can use, and we we do try to um, we do try to uh, oh, oh. encourage all local vendors. And we do have so originally we're going to be twice a year where people come in and view all the kinky toys in our space that I'm in here, so they could buy those toys and then bring them back and use them on site. Amazing. Happen? Have you had people come back with toys and you're like, oh, oh, oh Rogers, Sorry, my... blame Rogers. No, that one's that one's me. I think my the the Rogers phone went off and that caused some interference. I believe. <laughs> Anybody that's named Roger, you deserve a punishment. <laughs> Anybody that's watching right now that's named Roger, it's your fault and get your mistresses. Thank you. Um, <laughs> have you ha ever had someone show up with a toy where you're like, I recognize that? I think you bought that here at our little market a couple weeks ago. Yes, actually. And yes, I've definitely done that. And, and a few times where it was people where I bought things to be like, come back and wear this here at some point in time. Like, can, can you do that? And that's been actually very good for me. Um, yeah, we had some from <laughs> Dream Leather Belts and some others from, um, I forget who the wonderful gentleman, he did some spanking toys and some paddles that I bought. They were just, yes, we've definitely had good experiences with that. It's definitely something we want to get back to as soon as we can, except right now we had to, you know, the, the marketplace, because it really is, to interact and all these people walking with each other, it would be impossible for us to uh, distance to make, yeah, to social distance properly. Yeah, understandable. Okay, so tell me then what has been happening. So March hit, um, it looked like COVID was going to be a real issue for types of businesses like your own. So what was going through your brain at that time? And kind of what did you have to do? Well, I will tell you, I was caught really off guard. Um, we normally plan very well at Club M4. We're really, really ready. And it was like the weekend, the week, that weekend, I was actually helping celebrate my girlfriend's birthday at the time. And it was like, I've got all these people coming. And then, you know, COVID started being a really big thing in early March. And, and she was pushing her birthday, pushing her birthday. And then as the, the, the days were going on, we saw our business drop in advance and I'm like, and then they said, oh, the, it was March break. And like, oh, kids aren't going back to school. And I'm like, really? I, I wonder if that's going to affect businesses soon. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're shutting down. Yeah. And I was caught, uh, I was caught in a spiral thinking, oh, this is only going to be for a week or two. This is only going to be for a week or two. Four months later, we were still closed. But you did reopen at one point because at one point the numbers in Toronto we're really low. Like we had like 100 cases consistently, like throughout the summer months. So you did actually reopen um, under new like COVID guidelines. Did you yes. like limited capacity or something like that? So when we first reopened, we had a limited capacity of 50 people. And then uh, through the city of Mississauga and working with Peel Regional Health, we were able to, because of our large space, we were able to reopen up to a hundred people. Um, yeah. that's the maximum that we would even allow. Apparently it could be more than that. If you, if you can show that you can properly socially yeah. distance, but for us, a hundred was the maximum we could really do safely that we thought. And so yeah. we reopened, um, August and September for those two months with absolutely no problem with people being able to come in and still same thing, use the equipment or be with their partners. But 
it was funny because normally they used to make the announcements on Mondays for the Friday, and then they had delayed the announcement by a couple of days because they had a couple of higher days. And that I remember on Wednesday when they announced we were going to reopen, I had all these plans because I was I was working on 18 different things that were not related to the club. And we got the announcement on Wednesday morning. And sometimes I go for a few days without sleep. <laughs> That's just how I am. And I hadn't slept yet. And I, we got, I, I had just gone to bed that, that day or something like that. And at 1 o'clock, I got woken up. And my wife is like, wake up, wake up. They just announced we could, we're, we're opening this Friday. We're opening this Friday. <laughs> and, I, and I got out of bed at I got out of bed at Wednesday at 1 p.m. And I'm like, okay. And then I did not sleep until we opened two days later on Friday night. <laughs> That's not healthy, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you need a wellness dom. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Is, is there such a thing? Please, is there yeah. such a thing as a wellness dom? I taught a class on it last night. I'm not lying. Oh, okay. Please tell us about this. Please tell me about this. <laughs> Oh my God. Wellness Dom can help you do so many things like anything from like, um, encouraging you to get like physical activity, you know, working out can help influence your diet, your meal plans, your meal prep can help you take care of your mental health, like assign like rest and relaxation tasks for you can help you become a better communicator, um, help you take your medication, help you see your therapist or your doctor when you need to help you use your mobility device that you hate using, all of these things, so many things. It's a lovely uh, little dynamic of two, the two people involved or, or more um, are into doing that kind of a power dynamic, then it can be lovely, absolutely fantastic, um, impactful, life-changing for the both of you. I will definitely need to look into that. But uh, yeah, so it just happened to be uh, the, the joys um, the choice of being a small business owner is when you're on call 24-7. In this case, to open was actually quite a challenge because we were really left up to ourselves to realize what the real regulations were and what we thought we were going to do ended not being what we needed to do or we went way above what we needed to make sure that we were within those guidelines. And that was like, I mean, I spent hours and hours, hours of, of prepping to open was actually just talking to someone and being like... So this is what I'm thinking. Read the legislation. Does that sound about right? And they're like, no, I think you need to do this and that. And it was really quite a, a challenge. That we, we're left to like have to interpret it like that. There, it's just not clear at all that really nobody is completely clear on what the hell they're supposed to be doing. Like, did you find that when you're like, I just want to be told what to do so I can reopen my business safely. I, yes, this is one of the few times where I was like, I want you to tell me what to do. Please, <laughs> yes. Give me clear directions and I will do it because I want to open my business again and I want to do it safely. So that, And here's the thing. I, don't get me wrong. We operate at a loss, okay? Operating in COVID means operating at a loss. Uh, we have planned for this, however, and we are, say, we, for the long time that we were closed, we were doing weekly events online. We would do Zoom calls yeah. And, and, and that was fine. You know what? We, we created some things and that's why I learned. I'm like, Hey, Instagram live videos. That's great. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> I, I mean, I never had it. I've, I've got, you know, my own website, which I was trying to broadcast at the same time, but my internet went down. And the thing is we operated for those two months 
you know, really well. We actually, the first day that we opened was really tough. It was like, I had all my people in for training that day because I wanted them to learn like, Hey, this is, this is how often we have to clean. And this is every time someone leaves a space, we have to clean it after. And we really went all out, you know, all out with 50 people. And it, you know, it's tough to be like to, to work all night for 50 people and, you know, really not make money at the end of the day. And that's okay. We're willing to do that for the current time being. But, um, and then we operate, we were able to operate about two weeks later at a hundred people. Once someone from the city of Mississauga told me that I, I, when I was trying to get more information, am I doing things right? You know, I've yeah. got 50 people. And they sent me a message like, oh, by the way, here's this new law that we just passed yesterday that says you can be a hundred people. And, Okay. And then, you know, through the process we've had, we had like, you know, we, people complaining about us being like, you know, why are you open? Close your doors. What are you doing? So it was really, and then. That's half of the thing. Like we're all, we're all, there's so much conflicting information about it specifically with like what businesses are, are supposed to do. You're kind of left to fend for yourself you're left to interpret like all the mixed messaging that you're getting from the government about it. And you're left to kind of just use your own judgment and do try to do the best that you can with that. So I can imagine there being, you know, you coming up against people that have different ideas of what should be done. Like that's happening everywhere. Like get on Twitter. People are fighting about, you know, you should be doing this. You should be doing that because we all, it's like this limbo section, like it's not complete shutdown and it's not completely open. It's kind of like, well, just be safe, everyone. And that means something different to everyone. So there's going to be conflicts about it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because we operated and I, and I, I mean, I contacted Toronto Peel Health and we with, with their guidelines, all those guidelines. And then we've had, we had four different complaints logged against us and wow. until yeah, and it was really, really tough because we were open for two months. And the very last day, that was, so then they finally announced that because the cases were rising and rising, they announced mm-hmm. that we were going to be closed again, which we closed uh, October 4th, I believe, was our last day. Um, yeah. And, at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, we got inspected again by a different file officer from a different group of people who then, you know, f- fined me $880 because someone was standing up. Mm-hmm. Someone was standing inside the club. They're like, oh, they're standing. They're not doing, I'm like, really? He's like, you're not, you're not, you're like, you should know. And I'm like, buddy, I've messaged. I had to show him that I messaged. Yeah, I had to, once I showed him and the guy, like, you know, I had to like show them my text messages on my phone saying that I'd talked to the other persons at Peel Health and talked to the, the bylaw officers and here's all the names of the people. And then they let me get away with an $800 fine. You know, because apparently I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And apparently all I didn't have signs reminding people to stay seated. Right. So, I mean, that yeah. must be so much, so much emotional labor. Like, not only are you operating at a loss because you're, you know, limiting the capacity by a lot. Like, if you, you said your capacity was around 600. 600. So to have to yes. operate at 50 people, you're operating at a huge loss. Um, so not only that, but then your employees have to go undergo new training and then your employees have to be essentially like culpable uh, for monitoring whether people are distancing, whether they're sitting, like you said, whether they're using masks correctly. Like that's a lot of emotional labor. It, it, you know what? You really touched on what it was. It was a lot. It is a lot of emotional labor, especially because 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I I can't complain all that much because there are definitely people who are in a much different position than I. We had planned, we had properly put money aside to make sure we could survive. So we are lucky in that sense that we had prepared. Um, yeah. But but still, it is very difficult to accept, especially because there's lots of people who actually rely on the club to survive. Um, Truly, who's... yeah. No, that is exactly true. Like we're human beings, and we crave touch, we crave intimacy, we crave love, we crave community, we crave being social. And I mean, that's one of the reasons we crave sex. I mean, we crave our kinks, like, and for lots of different reasons and our mental health is a big one of them so all those things are very important so spaces like your own are that important to people like yeah. i know a lot of us kinksters and like poly people and just big sluts feel like we've lost <laughs> our community center we've lost like our rec center you know what i mean like and I think where do, it's, we, where do we meet? <laughs> and, I, and I agree with you. I've had a lot of people, and it's really difficult when people are like, you know, I, I have to remind people they can't dance, you know, and then they get upset at me. And I'm like, listen, it's it's not me. I want to let you dance, but I can't. And then I have yeah. to remind people like, or even, you know, same thing. People accuse me like, well, you know, they didn't come here together. And why are they having sex together now? I'm like, you don't know that they're not in the same bubble. I don't know that they're in the same bubble. And maybe they, you know, and it's, it's kind of the thing, like, I don't know. And I don't, I, it's really, it is emotionally difficult. Yeah. How are you, how, cause how are you supposed to police that? That's not reasonable that you're, you're supposed to police that. So I can imagine you feeling that being a source of stress for you. It's like, well, I can't, I can only do so much. Like I can, only, I, you know, I, I can't be interrogating people about who's, you know, whether the person's in their bubble or not. And that's exactly it. And when they came, when the guy came back, I mean, they were looking for an excuse to, to give us a ticket and, and try right. to get us to, to stop. And it was just like, we're not doing anything wrong. We've consulted everybody. And, it, and it, you know, I had to explain to them that I had, there's legal precedence that says we can't stop people from doing the things they're going to do behind closed doors. All, right. However, we're going to do, because one thing that was very frustrating is I had quite a few of my, you know, patrons who are like hey by the way i'm throwing this private hearts party for 30 people where no one is wearing a mask there's no cleaning whatsoever and no contact tracing whatsoever but what i do by allowing someone to stand up inside a sex club that's that's a really a big you know i'm gonna yeah. fine you for that yeah totally i've also unfortunately heard of um big groups of people doing doing shit throughout this and i'm just like <laughs> like and it's tough um but it's it's also a thing of like you can't you can't judge people for their choices right now as we said it's a time where we're all doing our own risk assessments so and we're all we all have different um needs when it comes to like how important physical touch is seeing our partners being able to fuck people being able to do our kink all of these things um, can be very important to some people's mental health. So, you know, just because you feel like you can do it, well, there are a lot of people out there that probably can't, and you don't know them, and you don't know their situation, and you can't control what other people do. Unfortunately, I try. I do try. <laughs> I am a professional dominatrix, so I do try to control other people. <laughs> 
And as I hear, you're very good at what you do. Or so I've been told. I've also been told that. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Now, do you find that you get enough for your needs or for your satisfaction to be to to be to do that on an online basis? Because um, what I'm getting from a lot of the patrons that are here is that that's simply not enough currently. And even if they can't interact with others, being in the space where they can be with their partners, that seemed to have been enough for a lot of people. You know, I don't know how that works for you, but I'd be interested in knowing your your point of view on that. Yeah, for me personally, I mean, sex and kank are like some top priorities in my life. But also, I mean, my like, where I kind of run out run at is pretty good as far as my mental health goes. And I'm not going to, my mental health isn't going to suffer to a point of me being of it being dangerous for me. So yes, it sucks. And yes, I hate it. Uh, not being able to fuck the people I want to fuck, not being able to beat up the people I want to beat up, et cetera, et cetera. Also, I'm a switch. So, you know, wanting to see my dom whenever I want to, I, it's so inconvenient and it fucking sucks and I hate it, but I can, I can push through and just do LDRs for now. Like I'm a poly person, so it's very hard to see other partners. Like basically... I, I've had a three-person bubble since March. Three-person bubble! Me, my husband, and his partner. And it's been really hard. And I've done, like you, I did open up my business back to in-person for like a little bit, and then it closed back up again. So that sucked, too. I mean, I've been doing online dominating this whole time, and it's good, and actually... There are a lot of great parts of it. I've met a lot of good people who are not geographically close to me. So there are some positives in it. But I want to be in the room with people so bad. And I just can't wait until I can just do in-person work safely again. I can't wait. But, you know, I'm for me, we've been playing it really safe. Like, if I want to see another partner that's not in my three people, then I have to see them. But I then I have to isolate by myself myself. 
for a week before I can re-enter my bubble. So that, those are my options. That's what I've been doing since March. Well, good for you. And, and you know what? I told, It's funny you brought up a really great point, which was in a, in a polyamorous world, uh, which I think more of or becoming more, not mainstream, but more accepted and more of that. And same thing with me. I, I do have other partners and I, you know, I've got my bubble, which is my family and my wife and my nanny, and my kids. I mean, we're six yep. in our household. <laughs> like just our, and my kids, I don't have, you know, they, they have to go to school. I mean, yeah. and so there's, so to a degree we're saying thing, but I will say that one positive out of this is I've, I have, I have kept seeing my partners and I have gotten much closer to them because I tend to spend more, because again, my bubble is, is very restrictive, but I have, yeah. you know, obviously stepped out. And even though we don't live together, I have, I've continued to see them for their, for my mental health, for their mental health. And, and, and I commend you for your isolation period of a week, which we, I was getting tested weekly just in case, yeah. even while we were open. Yeah. But then, you know, now they don't want anybody to get tested unless you display symptoms. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to clog it up, unfortunately, because that was another thing. Like, say I was thinking about going back to work. I actually only did four days of work <laughs> and then I had to stop again. So my thing that I was thinking of doing, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my four days of work. I'm going to get tested. I'm going to isolate until I get the results. And then I'll re-enter my bubble, you know, if it's everything's fine. And I'll just do that every month, you know. And then it's not an option anymore to go and get a test unless you don't have symptoms. So I'm like, well, fuck that plan. <laughs> I get that. I was in line for five hours. The last day they would allow people to get tested without symptoms. I was in line for five hours uh, in order to get oh, tested. God. So, but okay. I want to ask you because we, oh, we've got a bit of time left, but I do want to get to this for sure. I want to talk about how you think this might affect the way you run your business in the future and um, just how you're feeling about the future of M4. Well, the future of M4, I'm actually feeling really good about it, honestly, because through this process, I've been involved, I've been talking to with most of the other business owners in this type of thing. And I've been, I've had conversations with, you know, business owners of similar businesses, obviously swingers clubs throughout North America, and they are much less, uh, they're, mu they're having a much harder time than we are. Uh, they're definitely, so for me, as far as we know, we've got, we were planned, we had planned that we could survive closed for up to a year, should it come wow. to that. Good for uh, you. So, Good for you. Yeah, well, yeah. honestly, between me and you and uh, your followers or whoever's watching <laughs> us, what really happened is uh, me and my wife had put money aside to buy a house in Toronto. Yeah. And that is the money that we're living on. So we will no longer be purchasing a home but we still have a roof over our head. So I, again, I have no sense to complain, but that's yeah. basically why we've been able to survive this way. I I'd complain if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be bitching. Uh, you know what? But I, it, it's given me the ability to, I mean, we were able to, you know, keep paying some of our employees. I will say that we did. We did that. We keep playing. Yeah, um, yeah we were able to, uh, you know, I didn't, and again, the same thing. I didn't have to change my lifestyle that much. So it's again, things I'm, I'm privileged in that way. And I'm very thankful for that. And I can, I can live with, you know, knowing that, okay, well then once 
M4 returns that we're about that, how it's going to be, and how it's going to change. Actually, a couple of ways I think it's going to be different is it's changed the way that I view the club, that I want to make sure people can interact a little better when they come back. And I think that before we did a lot of like, the dance floor was a lot bigger, which is great, but I didn't have enough seating. I want to put, you know, I added a lot of seating, obviously, to do. And I think a lot of that's going to stay. We're really dependent, not dependent, we're really putting more emphasis on the kink play, people who come to use the equipment. And I think that's going to be really important moving forward. And I think that some of the things that we want to do, and the last thing is remembering to do things online, because I think that that's going to be a big thing in the future is creating content and helping people discover their kinks in a safe way. Because everybody goes first when you like, oh my God, I might like this. And then you go, is, is that normal? The first place you go is online, right? Yep. 100%. And, and that's, and I think that that's going to be important for the future that we have things that were resources for the people who are wondering, okay, how do I swing safely during COVID? How do I, yeah. or how do I just swing safely? How do I, if I think I like watching my partner with someone else, is that normal? And you how know, do I do that safely? Yeah. And how do I do that safely? And I think that's yeah. going to be important, you know, in the long term. I think that's going to be the difference with M4 is that we're going to try to do ways to interact with people, not just at the club, but even though we have, I mean, we have our own social networking site, menajakat.com, do check it out, but also to help people interact on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, and helping people discover what they like and what they want going from there. Definitely. And a way for them to keep connecting with you and, you know, your job is so much more than, as you said, kind of at the beginning of this broadcast, your job is like so much more than just like running around in the space, making sure everything's like functioning well. Your job is really holding space for people, like both literally in your brick and mortar space in Mississauga, but also just in the metaphorical um, interpretation of that, holding space for people to feel sexual to feel their authentic sexual selves their kinky selves and that's very like in line with what i feel like i do what i offer to people both in person and um in my online presence too i think that's very it's very important at both right i i agree with you and it's funny because you're right some of the the things that people don't see is that you know when we i go talk to when we're talking about behind the scenes work is when i go talk to you know, help, Peel Health, and I go actually, you know, go talk to my MP and say, hey, listen, like, this, we're such a small niche market, but I say, like, we need to be able to survive uh, because we're an important part of the economy, we're an important part of the, for people's lives, and, and the person who has to go do that and out themselves to a politic, you know, is, is myself, and I've talked you, to almost yeah. every cl club owner in the GTA and offered them help, either to get open or to know the regulations, because then I open first and everybody yells at me and then I go back and say, okay, guys, here's what you can do. And that's, I definitely happened this time. I've had definitely had lots of conversation and help people make decisions on what they want to do. Yeah, and that's so important too, to be like, like a figurehead in the community, um, to be a resource, to be a connector for other people in the business. Um, I, I mean, I hope that I also offer the same thing like you know helping out other sex workers other kinky people other dominatrices other professionals trying to just help us all helping each other get through this really 
<laughs> and and funny enough, that's one of the things where one of the events I wanted to do when we returned, which was, you know, I wanted to have a like a sex worker night to destigmatize that and be like, you know, for them to come and see the space that we have to offer, but also to say, you know, these are real people doing real work for a real market that's there. It's, it's, I don't know, I think that's important. And there's a lot of us. There's a huge community of us. So to just kind of pretend that we don't exist is like, it's ignoring a huge potential part of your market, actually. <laughs> I I agree, and that same thing. And I think that's it's is while we want people to come here for for we want consenting adults to come here, but anything that's you know legally allowed, we want to make available at Club M Four. Yeah, certainly. Okay, so with um, the last few minutes here, what I would love to do is if anyone watching has any questions, either for Matt. Uh, about swinging, about kink, about anything about M4, could be COVID related, could be future plans, could be just um, asking him what his favorite color is. For me as well, if you want to ask me any questions about pro-dom work, about kink, about poly, both of us, we know a lot about polyam, everybody. If you want to ask anything about that, um, sex work as well for myself, go right ahead. We'd love to hear from you. But in the meantime, if you're still with me. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was me. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> like how every time you're like, I tried, <laughs> I, I, I tried to connect my internet on my laptop because I don't know if it went live on my feed as well or just yours. Because uh, I'm getting mm -hmm. a, a couple of text messages from, you know, um, my wife and, and one of the person, one of my marketing person who's like, I can't seem to get on. I keep getting kicked out. So... Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh -oh. For the future. For the future. That's something we will have to figure out, won't we? But okay. So if anyone has any questions, once again, feel free to okay, ask I've, away. I've got a question for you. Me too. So you talk we talked yes, we talked about polyamory. So when did you have that like that moment where you're like, oh, uh this is this is something different that I am exploring like that moment where you're like I might be you know, polyamorous or that word come into your life. What point was that? Um, I think um, I've always kind of been interested in doing that, but not usually earlier in my life. I never kind of found a partner that had similar interests. So when I finally found somebody that had similar interests, we were like, great, let's do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like basically I um met one of my current partners like um while he was dating another person so I was like oh great okay this is like a really good start actually because this is something that I'm interested in exploring and so I think right there like the first person that expressed that similar interest interest uh we're like let's do it basically Oh, we have a um, we have a question here. Honestly, do you think the club will open back up when they say you can? And what about if the cases keep rising? I think we will struggle until we find a vaccine. So I will say, you know, they gave us twenty eight days of shutdown. Um, yeah. I think you are correct. Hot stuff today. I I think I don't think they will let us reopen right away. I think they will need to see a sustained period of cases. Now, they doesn't have to be back to 100. However, yeah. oh, this, <laughs> this, is, this is our DJ Ronnie. He's, our, he's just, he's got here. We're doing it to do some work later on. We're on a live stream talking. What's going yeah. on, guys? 
Um, <laughs> so we we are I don't think we're going to open right away. I think they're right about that. I think it's going to take a little while. I do think that as however um cases go down, there's a lot of things that are happening that are are being really good, which is they know where the virus is is deadlier, which means with people with pre-existing conditions and they've got a lot more things they can do to help people. Uh, if you see right now, the cases are, are rising again, but the mortality rate is dropping, which is great. So we do think we're, we'll, we'll, we're going to have to deal with this in some way and be more careful. Uh, but I do think it's not going to be in the 28 days later, but I think, you know, I'm hoping by new year's we'll be open again to some capacity. And I think yeah. in the new year's when they have a vaccine and if they said, okay, we have a vaccine, not everybody can have it, uh, but we'll give it to all those who are really at risk, you know, the yeah. elderly and uh, first responders. And I think then we return to something more normal uh, because then you're, you're, you're putting a lot less people at risk. Yeah. I mean, for me and my business, I'm not expecting to go back to in-person work this year. Really? No. no. I mean, plan for the worst and hope for the best, right? So optimistically, I hope I am, but I really can't see me going back to in-person work until 2021. Now, I don't know what year I, it is. It's, we're in 2020 for another six years. Yeah. yeah what year is it? <laughs> I've been here a decade. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much, Matt. Well, we should be wrapping up. Somebody did tell me earlier today that if I go longer than an hour, then my video will not save. So okay. I want to make sure that we can save it. So we are going to wrap it up. We have oh, People are saying that they missed the club and the people there. We have some virtual hugs being sent our way. Well, Thank you, you know so what? much, everybody that's been watching. Yeah, and and I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. This was just something I wanted to do. Honestly, I wanted to get in touch with you and and reach out to people and and talk about Definitely. those things so we could at least share with the world. Hopefully, people liked it. There's going to be more of these things. Uh, M4 is going to be live again on Saturday. We're going to do a workshop for how to tie up your partner at home, Ooh. and then. And that's going to be this Saturday at uh, 10 o'clock live on Instagram again and live on our website. So uh, great. I so much. Thank you so much for hosting us today. You have been um, wonderful. My, my mom says hi on, on the chat here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, <laughs> my parents don't know thinks. what I do for a living. So, well, yeah, mine do. <laughs> mine very much do. Um, everybody's saying thank you and uh, they love the talk here today and they want more. So um, if, <laughs> LOL, <laughs> says Therion. Um, so for the future, um, my mom says hi to you, Matt. <laughs> hi. But your mom is so nice on Twitter, says Therion. She's on Twitter too, everybody. <laughs> what a great ending. So, okay, um, if this indeed did not go live on M4, like we are hearing, what we're going to do is take this video and put it up, put it up in parts on your Instagram and on your Twitter. So Club M4, Perfect. people that missed out here today, you got to get it. You just didn't get it live, but you got to get it. So don't worry about it. Um, any other things that you want to plug, Matt? Do you want to remind people of your website? Um, yeah, they can look us up at clubm4.com or menagecat.com. And then same thing. See us on Instagram this Saturday night. Uh, I'll have I'll be a little bit more organized and have more things ready. 
to plug them. We'll be, yeah. Great. Okay. And for me, everybody, I'm at the Lady Pim one on Twitter, or I'm here on Instagram at the Lady Pim. Um, you can email me at ladypim at proton.mail if you, uh, protonmail.com rather. Uh, if you want to inquire about anything kink related or domination related. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you, everyone, to who has been watching here today, especially my mom. Bye, everybody. <laughs>